people, jacked people, and usually very assertive people. So it can mm-hmm. be a little bit intimidating, but I promise you everyone working and everyone backstage oh, yeah. is so effing nice. morning bright and early welcome back to our podcast episode four all about show day yay i'm excited to talk about this topic i know me too i agree there's a lot there's a lot about show day that freaks people out um for good reason but also it's it's not that scary (laughs) like there's a lot of components but it's not as scary as you think so yeah and once you do it the first time too and like figure everything out it's just like smiling after that it is um do we want to give like a little life update anybody got any bodybuilding and or like life updates worth sharing Mm, I think Ash does with my body (laughs) (laughs) well you're gonna be training again right oh yeah (laughs) yes so I had my two-week post-op appointment um just on Thursday I believe and um when I was like going through the questions again like obviously I'd already asked my doctor about training beforehand and they told me six weeks no cardio no weightlifting like nothing and then when I went back for my two-week appointment I was like look I understand that like this is really important um and I take my healing very important but my mental health is really important too and I'm not going to do anything unless I'm told I can. So like, is there anything physical that I'm allowed to do? And she's like, oh yeah, sure. She's like, usually we just tell people like, no, because they push it too hard. So she's like, just knowing that, you know, your body so well and everything. She's like, I'll clear you for lower body um, work. Just super duper light though. Like pretty much I'm allowed to get a pump. And then um, I'm allowed to do light cardio, like just on the bike. But if I start to get a sweat, I have to stop and like cool down. (laughs) We ain't going to say no to a little, to a little lower body pump. That's for sure. Yeah. Cause like, obviously going from a really strict prep to a really strict off season. And then all of a sudden I'm like literally doing nothing, like literally nothing. Um. It was like, not only my body is like what the fuck but like my brain is starting to kind of be like oh my god so how many times have you trained glutes in the last few days oh literally I haven't gone yet oh what (laughs) I um yeah funny thing I actually I went back to work this week as well um, my part-time job which is barbering so it was a lot of strain on my upper body um Mm -hmm. so I worked Thursday Friday just to come back and it was yeah it was I was pretty sore so I was like I'm gonna just wait until Monday and then I'm gonna go back to like a routine again probably just felt so good knowing you can be back and get a bit of a pump and do what you love to do right so yeah even just like like I did post on Instagram and I got quite a few dms of people being like oh be careful be careful be careful like just looking out for me and I do appreciate that but um I was like, honestly, I'm pretty much just allowed to be in there is essentially like why they cleared me, you know, just just going to the gym and walking on level two on the treadmill and watching people work out is good enough. Like, yeah. that's that's all we're asking here. We just need to hear the heads in action. <laughs> yeah, I just need to hear the clanks of the weight, the weights. Yeah, and we see other people sweat. Um <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so happy for you. Mm I have one day left in my six week challenge. So Mm. I was doing like a six week. It's just a training only challenge from my friend Azaria. She's a trainer as well. And so I just, when your off season is so long, sometimes you just need to do something different and switch it up. And like, I mean, I'm still training. I'm still following a bikini friendly body part split there are a few exercises that are a little bit more quad dominant than I'm used to or a little bit more back heavy than I'm used to but it's it's been really fun like even to just incorporate back squats for six weeks and I went super super light so it's not like I've bulked my legs like crazy but just so good to put Azaria is a a figure competitor right she's a figure competitor yeah. yeah so this was this was a program um 
like a six-week training program. She's an online coach, so it's for anyone to do. So it's a pretty okay. generic body part split. So it includes um, a lot more, yeah, quad-focused exercises than you'd find for a quad-dominant bikini competitor, for example. But what I realized, which is funny to follow up after our training um, episode, is that I probably... I think I'm finally at a point where I actually can include some of those movements back in again. Like even just doing some barbell squats once in a blue moon, maybe. Like I'd have to, I'll have to see how my quads respond because they'll probably blow up. But <laughs> I think I finally like shrunk them enough and grown the other parts of my body enough that I can start including movements like that again, which would make me so happy, but we'll see. Um, but I have one, one day left and then I take my, um, final six week check-in photos like check-ins to compare so it was just a little fun challenge to break it up because when your off season is I don't know 16 months long or whatever mine's going to be like it's monotonous and sometimes you just need to throw in something different so totally you don't want to like feel like stagnant for that long yeah Yeah, which is why I always like to change my own training every like six to eight weeks anyway Mm -hmm. um like I'm usually pretty good. Like I don't mind sticking with the same training, but um, yeah. Anyway, so, so I, I think it's, you've done a really good job of that too, Allison, like between your, you know, you went hiking for like, so for like those two weeks and oh, like, yeah. you just always have like a goal to work towards. And I think that is important to keep you really intentional, like an on point in off season. So yeah. I really look up to like how you approach that. So hey, happy you've yeah. got left in that and And, excited to see the transformation photos yeah and I've lost like six what no one two three four five six like seven pounds over the last six 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 and a bit weeks I I had to shift my end date like three days because I was sick but yeah I feel really good Mm hey that's exciting and I'm finally healthy enough to be like here recording another podcast I have my voice back and I've been back in the gym a few times since then like yeah whatever sickness has been going around it kind of sucked and I'm glad neither of you got it like too badly (laughs) but yeah still super happy to work towards my goals I've got about 49 days left till my surgery I think this is the first time we're talking about it. I know. Podcast, yeah. So. I'm, I guess I'll quickly introduce, but like I did decide, I think about mid July that I was going to consider getting a breast reduction surgery because I do have naturally big titties <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and just like over time with dieting, um, all of those weight fluctuations, they've just like really gotten uncomfortable for my back and like just for my body. And it's something I've wanted to do for myself. So I'm super excited to have gotten a surgery date and yeah, I'm going to have to recover from that, of course, but I think it's really going to pay off for how I feel in my body for the rest of my life. So that's what yeah. matters. <laughs> I'm so excited for you, honestly, like Thank just you. kind of like doing the opposite. I've <laughs> never felt more confident in my body. So I'm really excited for you too, because it's such yeah. a change. Like just to wake up one day and like have the body that you've been dreaming of it's like because we as like competitors and bodybuilders like we can change a lot in our body and we Mm -hmm. know that we can do it like quite fast um because the extremes that we take but we can't we can't change the titties like we can't change the titties (laughs) naturally how we want so I'm really excited for you you're gonna wake up like a new chick (laughs) I think my I'm literally going to feel like a weight is off my shoulders and I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's uh, let's jump into our topics because I know we have so much to cover with show day. And I think hopefully just in the way we'll break it down, we'll make it so much more approachable for new competitors or for competitors that had like maybe a really chaotic show day experience. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, we're going to have to do an episode on, like, show day nightmares or, like, prep nightmares. I oh, think that's oh, God. Yeah. There's yes. a lot. Um, but, yeah, let's do it. It doesn't have to be hard. So Yeah, so we're going to cover pretty much um, the ins and outs of, like, show day and how to get ready for show day, like, how to book things, the easiest route to take, and maybe even, like, if you're on a budget, we can talk about that as well. So, yeah. Um, so first off, I guess you need to register for the show so yeah. we can talk about that. And pick a show. So yeah. it's not hard. If you want to do something, you just do it. 
yeah. pick a show and be like, I'm going to do it. And you mark it in your calendar and you just go because otherwise it's never going to happen. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's, you just have to like commit to it and you don't need to register right away. Um, that's true. You can register all the way up until the day before the show. Um, you yeah. probably have to pay a late fee. So typically how it works is you, you can register as far out as like usually 16 weeks out or so is usually when registration opens um, for the show that you pick, but you can register. I think the online is usually open in like until about three or four days before the show. And then after that, you can just show up at registration and pay in cash. And I think you might pay an extra 50 bucks, but let's just say that you don't know if you're going to be ready or not, or you you just have like fear of commitment. You can register like right up until the last minute, but it, I genuinely, I generally like to just tell people to register at least like, you know, eight weeks out. So they, so then it, then you commit, like you're registered. Um, I find too, like when I actually register for the show, that is the indicator that like, this is real now. Oh yeah. Like that is my like, holy fuck. So yeah. I totally agree with that. I'm typically like, this is me personally, but I typically book everything about eight to seven weeks out is when I do it. Yeah. And if it's your first show, I mean, you may not have a, a great gauge on what, yeah, like where you're supposed to be for seven or eight weeks out. But if you've done more than one show, then you kind of know by about seven or eight weeks out, like if you're going to hit your target or not with um, yeah and if you have a coach too like this is something that you will obviously discuss with your coach and like choose the show with your coach and make sure that like it's strategic for your career and everything yeah Mm -hmm. um I think alongside with the registration aspect is also make sure you have a current membership with whatever your association or like alliances like in Canada we have the Canadian um, physique alliance so make sure that is current and how much is it? It's usually $125 or something. Yeah, it's $125 for the calendar year. So if you buy it in April, it expires at the end of December. If you buy it it in December, it it expires expires at the end of December. But I mean, you don't, don't be upset about that. Like, just think about the fact that you have to have a membership to compete. So it doesn't matter if your show's in April or November, you still pay it once. So, um, Yeah. yeah. So the, um, the way that you register is you can follow the Canadian Physique Alliance on Instagram. You can go to their website. It's just canadianphysiquealliance.com. Um, you can Google it and you can see all of the upcoming shows on their website. I think for 2023, like sometimes it takes them a bit to get their list out for the next year. So it might not be out for next year, but typically all the shows are listed there. Even if you're following their Instagram, you can see upcoming shows that they're promoting on there you can find shows and see what show you might be interested in talk to your coach about it um, and that's it then you're registered you just pay the fee and it's usually anywhere from 150 bucks to like 300 huh yeah 300 like yeah, I think 300 or something the, like the amateur shows are cheaper and then yeah. as you go to the pro qualifiers they get more expensive yeah um, I just quickly want to preface this whole episode and kind of our pod a little bit that we are Canadian and we compete in the um, IFBB stream. So we will be talking about the CPA, which is equivalent to the MPC. Yeah. Yeah. Just Um, in case we have some American listeners, because I think we do actually. I think, oh my God, we have listeners from nine countries, you guys. (gasps) I know. That's so exciting. (laughs) Yeah. It's really cool. Like Belgium and uh, Netherlands and a bunch of oh my god cool yeah I think even somebody from Estonia super cool um the other thing about registration is once you've registered it's non-refundable maybe if you had some like super extenuating circumstance you could email the show promoters but um typically it's non-refundable and then you just get could potentially get a credit for a future show Mm -hmm. and I've seen that happen especially during the COVID times so it's not like people people are still human they are understanding so reach out if something crazy comes up or like can't be controlled but I always tend to register when I know I'm competing like like Allison Ash said about that eight weeks out or it could be earlier or later but it's just like make sure this is the show for you yeah I I've started only registering about two weeks out because 
the longer I've been doing this, like the more up in the air my shows are, depending on when I'm ready. So, but if it was my first show, I would just register so that you commit. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I don't think there's anything else to cover with registry, like to actually picking and signing up for a show. No, I think we covered like everything. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Um, so, um, did you guys want to talk about suit color and cut, or did you want to just go to? Uh... I think suit cut is really important because they will check your suit cut at um at like the athletes meeting and and or sorry the registration athletes meeting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure that it's the right cut for your federation. And that's a really big one. If it's too tiny, like much too small, like a thong, it likely will not be approved. I know in CPA, um, that is pretty much where we have to draw the line is we're allowed the like pro cut. Um, I know some girls have even really pushed it with the micro cut as well. Be careful um, with that. But you're not allowed a thong. That's like... Yeah. Yes. So that's like in general, just suit bottoms. Obviously your suit top is, they're a little less picky with it, but it does have to cover the necessary bits. Um, But I've seen some girls like titties hanging. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and in general, just think of it as like, like you, you aren't going on stage to show off those parts of you. Like that is a different kind of stage that is fine. But, um, So you want to feel like you can move comfortably on stage, hit your poses without worrying about your suit slipping or sliding. And there is stuff we can do to glue your suit on, keep it in place. But yeah, ideally you want something that fits your body at that time. It makes you feel like confident and empowered. And so with that being said, like the color and everything, like we won't dive too deep into that because honestly, it's just personal choice. Um, and like, again, I suggest talking to your coach and stuff to just make sure the color like looks good. You can look at color wheels to make sure like your hair matches the suit color and this and that. But um, that is personal choice. Connectors, personal choice. You know, you can kind of like make your suit suit you, I guess. Yeah. And so, I mean, the web the website rules say you can wear any suit that's with nice taste off the rack. So you literally could wear any suit really I didn't know that yeah Yeah, like you could wear anything like Ashley Kay at her first show wore a bikini from Target I know like back in the day like girls were doing that but I didn't know now No, the rules yeah the rules say you can wear any suit of nice taste off the rack but you will be you will be scored down if you don't look the part or they're not going to place you the same right so yeah because also too with the suit bottom cut that can really, really change the look and of the shape of your glutes. So if you have something that's not flattering on your glutes, your glutes may look square or they may flat. And then you change just the cut of your suit bottom. And all of a sudden you have these like high glutes with round shape, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's really something to be um, watchful for. So if if you're ordering um, your your safest for a regional CPA show with a semi pro cut, or maybe even a pro cut, but not a micro pro and not the new T shape, which is a thong. Ugh, I hate yeah, I I don't like it anyway. I don't I don't like the way that it shapes the inner top corner of the glute. So like, that's exactly what I don't like about it. Like yeah. kind of by the butt crack. Yeah, I think it makes your glutes look horrible on yeah. everybody. <laughs> yeah. So you're safest with a semi pro cut for a regional or or maybe even a pro cut but don't I, get too big either don't do a brazilian it's gonna ruin ugh, no. your glutes so yeah. i just hope to girl do that um i think i definitely went like i had a way too big of a suit on my bottom for the first show and it was like glued unevenly like these are things we'll talk about later too but like it really does matter so if you are worried you're not going to get the right size like try and order your suit early on um and they'll you'll tell the suit company like the estimate like how how you think your body will change like how many inches down you think your glutes will be like so they can kind of size it to what you will be fitting on show day but it is better to order early on and like try things on for yourself than yeah and also with that um so when I recently ordered my suit this past year I had like a FaceTime with um a girl with the company and we 
went through everything. And typically they say the cut lo- the deadline for ordering your suit is about eight weeks out to have it like ready for show. So with I did that. And then I think it was two weeks out. I had to resend them my measurements to like what I was at that time. And then they did my last measurements and sent it out right away. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that's an option too with certain companies. So you don't have to like worry that it's not going to fit you. Yeah, that was the last note is just to make sure that you order it in time so it's ready for show day. Do not leave it to yeah. like the last, last minute. Like mm-hmm. the latest you should be ordering a suit is probably six weeks out. That's and like even, really pushing it too. Yeah. That's yeah. like the absolute latest. And you'd have to have already spoken to them about if they have the capacity to do so. Like if it's a smaller company, yeah. um, like if it's, a, if it's a, a really large company, they might just have a bunch of pre-made suits you can buy. But if it's a smaller company and you go to them at six weeks out, they might be like, sorry, we've filled up on orders like mm-hmm. for that show. Like we can't yeah. take one anymore. So yeah. I think that was our last note on suit colors and cuts um because they do check it at the registration which we'll talk about there as well too but yeah so tan time baby so I recently um had someone they're a new competitor they've never competed before and she reached out to me and this was something that she actually wanted us to chat about on the podcast um because she was really nervous about like prepping your skin and like how to do that and Mm -hmm. how to even book the tan and like who to go to. So um, again, with booking it, like it's kind of the same with registration. I usually do all of that, like at the same time. Um, And typically they have the show host tanner on the website. So you can just click book and book it through that. Um, Yeah. That's typically like if if you're a new competitor, that's what I suggest to do is just take the ease, like take the stress off Mm -hmm. and just book with the um, sponsored Tanner for the show. And they are backstage, like at glazed backstage, like it's just way, way easier to do that. Yeah. And they often offer hair and makeup services, too. Mm -hmm. And if you are like I was a total rookie and not confident doing hair or makeup at all. Like it was really worth it for me to just book everything with them. It seems like a huge cost upfront because tanning hair and makeup are not cheap. It's an expensive but, package. Yeah. Yeah. But on show day, when you just show up and everything's done for you and you're not thinking straight, it actually is an amazing experience as a first time competitor. The more experience you get, of course you can probably do like we'll talk about all of that but yeah as a first time or like if you're unsure about anything just book it all with the the host company yeah a hundred percent and so like for prepping your skin um I actually was a good girl and prepped my skin properly this time (laughs) um because I just want to speak quickly on not Mm -hmm. prepping your skin properly which I've also done in the past and your tan will look like shit and you could get marked down for that so, and I've had that happen to me before. I never got marked down for it, but a lady sure yelled at me for having my tan look so bad. <laughs> and it's just the products I used on my skin beforehand. Yeah. So I started prepping my skin two weeks out <clears throat> with like exfoliating. Um, they, you can use like baking soda, um, <laughs> one of those little scrub mitts as well. It's really mm-hmm. scrub down your body. Um, but I personally use a <coughs> actual company who has been around for a long time, um, in the bodybuilding industry and they have a body scrub that actually helps the pH of your skin for tan. Mm-hmm. So I actually use that and I highly recommend using that or something along the lines of that, because if you use anything with like certain oils in it or, like perfumes and stuff yeah yeah your your tan will not absorb into your skin properly it'll be streaky it could turn green so yeah Gabby (laughs) (laughs) that was for other reasons I will talk about that too but like yeah it's definitely worth taking the time to prep your skin and it might be the last thing you feel like doing two weeks out of your show but trust me like it makes all the difference on show day like 
Yeah. It tans look they kind of look crazy, like you're a natural a natural color, but under the stage lights, it really just brings out your physique in a way that if your tan is uneven or it's not dark enough or it's green or blotchy, like you are truly missing out on probably a placing and like bringing your best package. So okay. it's worth doing. Yeah. 100%. I had somebody ask a question in the question box. It says why the tan is because the lights are so bright that mm. you'll You'll be completely washed out. You look like a glowing white mass walking <laughs> person. The stage. You won't see a yeah. single. But um, when I was, yeah, like I'll talk quickly about like I had the most amazing experience the first time I competed with like the tan, everything went perfectly. And the second time I did all of the skin prep, all of the things like you should do. But um, I had like a really chaotic one day out and like was super stressed. And I'm attributing that to my skin pH changing and like, yeah, I sweat a lot and um, yeah, my tan turned horribly green and then black and then blotchy. And I think the major take-home key is whatever happens with your tan, like say you, you know, you get water drips on it, like something goes wrong, just advocate for yourself. Talk to the company that's doing the tanning. Don't wait till last minute to deal with it. Like if you can try and get it dealt with right away. But yeah. don't stress about it. Like it will get fixed. I was still my second show. I was still wet with tan on stage because I did waited to like get it fixed. And trust me, that's way more stressful than like if I had talked to them beforehand or like dealt with it beforehand. So yeah, tans can be fixed if something goes wrong. Like you can always touch it up. It's not the end of the world. I promise you. <laughs> and yeah. like you said before, Gabby, like I, I, as a new competitor too, you may like be backstage or go to these tanning companies and feel really intimidated by Mm -hmm. these people because a lot of the time the people that are tanning you and the people that are working they're like people in the industry so they're very very fit people jacked people and usually very assertive people so it can Mm -hmm. be a little bit intimidating but I promise you everyone working and everyone backstage is so effing nice I didn't get tanned by the tanning company my last show and I still went up to them backstage. I was like, hey, can you please glaze me? And they're like, oh, honey, get in the tent. Like, spray yeah. me down, right? So you just don't have to be intimidated by that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the only reason that if they seem like short and snippy is because they're dealing with 200 athletes and they've been tanning for two days, <sighs> yeah. like 18 hours a day. Yeah. And, like, they're only just trying to make sure that they get everyone done and they don't miss anyone. But if you go to them and you're like, I'm really stressed out, they're going to be like, it's okay. Like, don't worry. You know? So you, and everyone backstage, like, even if they don't know you, they want you to look the best that you possibly can because they're usually all competitors too. So they get it. They understand you've worked really hard for this moment. They've been in your shoes before. Um, Yeah. Even though you've been up since like 5am getting, all of your stuff done they've probably been up since 2 a.m so just like you know give them a little bit of slack if they seem stressed it is not you it's just show day can get really overwhelming for for them as well yeah yeah I do want to touch on um something that I did try this past year which I will never go back um which is the DIY tan so I did my own tan the last competition I did um and honestly like I said I'll never go back if you have competed before and maybe this is something that you like feel a little bit more confident trying I highly recommend it is flawless it is so easy and the stress of my show day was like literally non-existent I woke up I slept in (laughs) I did my own tan when I wanted if I wasn't dark enough I slapped another coat on Mm -hmm. Literally 10 minutes before I went on stage, I was like, hmm, I could use another coat, quickly put it on. And it was like dry in two seconds. It looked great. Like no streaks. Yeah, nothing. So honestly, I highly recommend doing the DIY tan if you're like feeling comfortable to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know why I'm so afraid. Like <laughs> I've always had it done by someone else. I'm just like, I don't mess it up. I don't know. I was I mean- so nervous. Sorry, Gabby, what were you no, I was like, if you do the tan yourself, then you miss out on all the naked talks while you're getting tanned with other competitors. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was the one bummer. But you know what? I didn't have to stand naked in front of a fan freezing my tits off. So that was nice. I mean, we should explain that too. Like you, 
in getting tanned you will be with like girls with girls men with men but like you are standing there in little tents with like a lot of competitors around you it is a pretty freezing cold experience because your body fat's super low and yeah it's it's you will be chilly yeah <laughs> yes but, but you do know how long friends in there <laughs> yes i've made yeah, some really, really excellent friends yeah um the next item is hair and makeup, which kind of goes along with tanning. So when do you book is about the same book. The, you, the hair and makeup and the tan, you don't want to book like one week out. You definitely yeah. want to book at least a two weeks. 100%. Because they need to make sure that they, that you ha- want to make sure that they have the capacity to take you. Um, but you, again, you go to the show website, you can find that that maybe you're doing a, your own tan, but you suck at hair and makeup or you want to do just makeup with them or just hair with them or something. Um, so you would just go to the show website. You could book with them um, mm-hmm. or you could do it yourself, which like I always do. I just like, I just don't want to spend that much money on my hair and makeup. Like I just, I'm with you out of principle. I just like don't want to. So I just YouTubed it. And my first show day makeup was the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life, but I learned a lot and it was fine from far away. You can't tell any close-ups. I'm like, I do agree. If you are going to do it yourself, because I also do, I've gotten my hair and makeup done before. And every time I've gotten it done, I was devastated by it. Um, so I personally do my own makeup and I mean I don't have hair anymore but I did my own hair before as well but definitely like you said YouTube it because doing stage makeup like your actual face is different than your everyday mm-hmm. and it's like you don't want to slap on dark color either um, yeah. so your face is gonna look muddy so definitely definitely look up how to like properly contour and do things for a show day because it makes a difference. I, yeah. I like the most simple. I literally slap on color and just put some bronzer as contour and like do my regular everyday makeup on top, but just a little bit extra of a version. And it's always been fine. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. I have no capabilities doing makeup, like zero. I, I can't wait to do your makeup for you, Gabby. Yeah. yeah you guys, please help me. Oh <laughs> and, yeah. I, and I'm saying like to the point where I just don't enjoy it. Like I've, I've, done it before but like I'm not very good and like I'm I'm not putting the effort in to get good so if you really care to do your own makeup for sure you can you can get better at it but yeah. I just haven't um I also really have found a couple two makeup artists that I really get along with and so you're sitting in that chair for a little while on show day and it helps to have you know people that you enjoy conversing with so it actually kind of takes my stress down having someone else to talk to and just like take care of those like more stressful details for me. Whereas I know you guys both are like gifted at that and like it's cheaper and easier to like take care of it yourself and you know how it looks on your own face and like what you like for Mm -hmm. myself. Like I don't even know what makeup I like on myself. And so when I've seen it done by like the artists I've had it done by, I was like really impressed and like, yeah, I think it's always turned out really well. So I, yeah, the first time I just booked with like, the hosts like tanning hair and makeup company. And I was pretty happy with that. But the second time I ended up researching just some local artists and kind of seeing the work they've done on competitors. So if you are going to get someone to do it for you, it is worth researching, looking at their work ahead of time saying, oh, does do they know how to do makeup that will work for my skin tone, my face, like my features? Um, so I think that matters. And yeah, it's I don't know. It's taken the stress out of show day for me just to pay a little extra to like sit there. And yeah. Like- and like for you, like having someone do it takes the stress off for you. And mm-hmm. for me doing it myself is what takes the stress yeah. off for me. Like my show day routine is like, like I have mm-hmm. a show day routine at this point, And like, that's like my favorite part is like to just go in the room, put my own music on and just like zone out and do my makeup. And it's the same so. for me it's like my it's like my zen time it's the same thing with like why I like to like add the stones to my bikini myself I feel yeah. like I'm like I love that I am like curating this like vision you mm-hmm. know so. yeah and honestly too like I don't want to sound cocky but no one's done my makeup better than I can do my makeup either. there you go that, that's I just don't trust people unless it was some like certain makeup artists that I know are out there for show day that I literally like in the states and stuff that I can't oh like V the makeup artist yeah I was exactly V the makeup artist is the one who does like Laura Lee Jennifer Doherty like all of the top she's amazing 
I was so close to booking her for my Arnold's that I did, but I was, it was such an expensive show. And I was like, ah, I can't do it. It was the one thing I couldn't, I was so close, but I'm glad I didn't in the end because I was sick and my body didn't peak properly anyway. So I will book with her one day. That is like, when I'm a pro, I'm booking her for sure. A hundred percent. Like my pro debut. I just want to be like, ah. Yeah. Um, but when is the makeup done on show day is like three in the morning, usually. Dep- depending, no, it depends, like, it depends. depending how the show yeah. layout is, because yeah. now they have this like new layout mm-hmm. in Canada. I don't know if they're doing it in the States, but it's where the men are in the morning and all the women are in the evening or afternoon. But yeah, it so hasn't cool. always been like that, even recently. Like some some of the shows don't do that format. So just double check your show's format. Um, and they will book, yeah, a time that's appropriate for your show. But yeah, yeah usually it is going to be fairly early in the morning. To so in then you have your tan done like before that. So just pre- be prepared. Show day will be a long day of getting yeah, ready yeah. early and then waiting for a long time. Yeah. And then like it's also too, like if you're doing your own makeup, like myself and my mm-hmm. my show layout was like that like I didn't have to be at the venue until I don't know three or something late. yeah so I didn't do my makeup until like 1 p.m mm-hmm. yeah same. but it, again it just depends yeah um this is a really fast one nails yeah do you need them and when to do them ask Gabby about my nail situation my last show you don't need them I literally went <laughs> I, I have gone on stage without my nails done like three times and when I say not done I mean like literally like regular nails I went on the Arnold stage with like three of my nails like broken off completely oh. like no nail polish <laughs> like I just oh don't God. like it's so like un. I meant to throw some nail polish on there like some glitter and then I forgot it is so unimportant like I want an overall without my nails painted. I like, a little bit have to disagree with you Allison only because I'm such a detailed person that like I notice people's toes I notice their nails like I notice that stuff so um I personally feel like having your nails not even glammed up done but just like clean presentable my nails are always really like my natural nails are so nice like I have like I have really long like super thick really nice nails so I'll always add just like a shimmery glitter on top but there was one show when I went over all that I did the show at the last minute and I had had the flu and got broken up with like that week oh my god and and moved bro you have like I know powered through some stuff I've powered through, through some shit but like yeah that I got broken up with I had to move and I had the flu like a week out and then I got and I so I just like went I was like all I need is a qualification so yeah. I just walked on stage like I literally just walked on stage I forgot my jewelry I forgot to do my nails and I won oh. the overall and it was like oh well, so it's not obviously that it's like not came out banging sorry you came out banging still I was like fucking ready to fight but but <laughs> with the Arnold's like Again, my nails are my natural nails are so nice so to anyone listening it's not like I have shitty nails I have really nice natural nails but um and I always put just like a shimmery glitter nail polish on them so when I say they don't matter I mean they matter but I just again completely forgot to nail put the nail polish on and then as I was backstage I reached for a weight and like broke off one of my nails and I was like well I did that once so it's not like I don't think it matters, but I'm just saying you don't have to go out and spend like $150 on like Swarovski crusted. Agreed with you there. Yeah. And to play off literally what you just said, my last show, like I also like, I don't have my nails done now either, but um, I just use press-ons actually. So like you said, like you don't have to go and spend shitloads of money, but I was literally like, they were like calling my I was sitting with Gabby backstage and they're like ready to call bikini and I'm like gluing them on like so fast I was like oh my god yeah you yeah. made it happen though and I've been there like my first show I I bought like press on nails because I actually can't wear nails like I can't do it guys I <laughs> and I was trying to glue them backstage and I was like if this I remember just like ripping them off so I didn't have nails done my first show either and I don't think it affected my placing I, like I think I was gonna place that way no matter what but um my second show I did get proper nails done and I just felt more put together I liked and I think the key with the nails is I like my photos after more like taking photos with friends and family and just like 
you know, the photos you take on show day, you just feel a little more put together, like having done nails, like it made a difference. So yeah. And like, yeah. I, I didn't mean like not getting your nails done yeah. will affect your placing. Cause it won't like, no, it really it won't. won't, but just like what you said, I feel yeah. like just all those little details. Like I think even like in general, like in real life, a way to like, look like a really put together person is just like really pay attention to detail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. so don't, break a nail five minutes before you walk on stage I've also done that Allison I broke it was I was competing at nationals and I was backstage and I broke a nail and it was so funny because I was there at that show by myself and I didn't know anybody and one of the girls grabbed my nails off the floor and she's like someone get this girl some glue and like (laughs) 10 girls were like helping me glue my nail back on oh that's so funny I love that energy this is the energy that's backstage by the way like people Mm -hmm. are supportive like they Yeah, it's a competition, but people are very supportive. hundred <laughs> percent. So okay. heels. Um, heels. I think we should quickly mention that too, right? Yeah. So you guys um, bring extra heels, like backup. I bring them. My client, she brought the wrong heels to the show. Oh. Didn't have time to go back and get them, so she had to walk out on stage on heels that she'd never practiced in before, oh, no. and they were like an inch higher of a platform and like two inch higher of a heel oh god and she did fine but like she was so stressed out and like nobody else there had her size shoe like damn oh, her. but I've god. seen women lend other people's shoes before like people have I lost have. their shoes and yeah anyone have a size seven that's not on stage right now and like everyone's willing to help out so mm-hmm. yeah I I have a couple pairs of heels and I always bring an extra pair just in case like something happens or breaks or like you said but um if you don't have two pairs like obviously don't go out and like spend hundreds of dollars on them but yeah and I was gonna say just to like clarify like um if you yeah you don't need to buy two pairs like buy your main pair practice in them a lot but um I actually just reached out to another like a person who was an ex-competitor and I said hey do you still have any heels like are you size whatever seven and they ended up having like extra heels so you could always just like reach out on Instagram to people that compete and be like if you have extra older heels that aren't broken like just have a backup pair just in case it's worth it and there's like sometimes on Facebook there's like comp like competing swap and buys Mm -hmm. um I actually bought my first pair of heels off of that for like way cheaper too Mm -hmm. um you do need to order them one order the right kind don't buy the cheapest one that you think looks pretty close like ask which ask around which shoes are actually comfortable to wear and which shoes are the most common and which Mm -hmm. shoes are a good brand because one of my clients ordered like a cheap Amazon pair and within three weeks like they literally like the whole bottom fell off the top yeah heels like actually broke off and another client bought a pair that she wanted to save money so she bought some pair off yeah like a Facebook marketplace and they were completely like they were so gaudy like they were not the right look at all and they were so hard to walk in that she ended up having to spend more money because she had to go buy like the right shoe so do a bit of research make sure you're ordering the right shoe and definitely order those at least like three months out because you need to be at least like practicing in them like Uh, yeah and practice in the heels that you're going to be competing in Mm -hmm. without socks on because you don't wear socks on yeah thank you yes (laughs) I will say this is not sponsored but I will forever 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 swear by these shoes Shoe Fairy Olympians are literally the best shoe on the market, period, because the thing is, so there's a few main brands, L, Fabulous, whatever the fuck it is, and then those are like the two main ones you see. I find a majority of the girls that wear those shoes, no matter if they properly fit you or not, you're going to get this weird toe hangover in the front. And it is not a flattering look, especially in pictures when your toes are like curling over the front of your shoe. Speaking from experience here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ordered the, I have them right here. I ordered oh, wow. the Shoe Fairy Olympian. I know I went crazy this year and I bought the like full gemmed ones. But my, your toes like don't hang over at all. This, the material of the actual sole, you can clean it, which is amazing. 
so it doesn't get stained with your tan and it's so soft and this plastic mm-hmm. piece is also very soft so it's not yeah, hard I have yeah, to try so- it on I have the skinniest feet in the world like literally such narrow skinny feet that no I'd have to size down two sizes to the point where my heel would be falling off the back for it to be small enough like skinny enough mm. to put my foot in place so no matter what shoe I've tried on my foot falls out the bottom anyway that's frustrating so, yeah, yeah like I, I've, I've tried on like so many different pairs and I finally found a pair where my feet didn't fall at the end and the plastic like dug into my tone big toenail like where the cuticle is Ugh. and after practicing them in them for four months I actually literally they just fell off but it took like eight months, but I lost my big toes, my big toenails. And it didn't happen until a few months after show day because they just take so long to grow. But my, like, I literally lost both my toenails from my shoes because they, like the plastic edge, like sat on the cuticle. So I actually have to go back to my old shoes where my toes follow the bottom until, until I can find a pair that fits me properly so yeah that sucks yeah and also to like height of your shoe um doesn't matter whatever you feel comfortable in but I think you do have to wear a heel do you not yeah you need a heel and it needs to be I would say three to five inches but three to four is fine like five yeah I I know one of my posing clients she was she was not really confident wearing (laughs) higher heels so I know hers were like quite low like lowest I've ever seen to be honest yeah and I you think- can wear them like but if you can get away with the three inch heel like at least that's a good size agreed I think it's important to know that your heels are going to be closer to judges eye level like they're going to be seeing your shoes and I don't think you want to stand out with your shoes in a bad way like you can make them more jeweled and encrusted but you don't want a shoe that looks different than everyone else's like you want to stand out with your physique not your shoes because you have something with like a crazy platform or like just not like the same color like look of the shoe so like just do some research and excuse me look what else like other competitors are wearing Mm -hmm. yeah agreed yeah okay okay I mean we kind of did cover like registration and stuff (laughs) yeah um it the registration this is like when you actually go to the show like like um oh I see who register at the show so and the athletes meeting um so the registration is you basically just check in to confirm that you're competing um and I'm sorry that's usually usually a day out right yeah usually one day out but sometimes at regional shows for example they'll have a an open show on a Saturday and a natural show on a Sunday and both of the registration and athletes meeting would be on the Friday so if you were competing on Sunday it would be two days out but it's typically typically one day out but yeah so the registration is not the same as registering online but it's it's basically checking in like you bring your ID and you check in that you're there um and then there's an athletes meeting as well so um, and like at that registration as well they'll like check your height in person and um they'll put you into a height class so don't really worry like when you are registering online and you're like ooh, I'll put myself in this height class like they kind of just need a general idea but like I've I've been moved to different height classes like multiple yeah. times so don't mm-hmm. even stress about that part yeah um, yeah does one you want to like walk through the notes on like what happens at registration? Sure. Yeah. So you'll just like walk in. Usually there's like a bunch of tables and stuff. And um, usually you'll like walk in like almost like a line of like things that you need to do. And um, so, yeah, they'll check the, your ID. Um, they'll check your CPA or your MPC number as well. Um, they'll give you your button and they'll give you your backstage pass. You'll get your height checked. You'll get put into your um, height class. Um, They'll check your suit bottoms. So make sure you wear your suit to your registration. That's really important, or at least bring it so you can put it on. Um, Yeah, they'll give you your goodie bag as well. And then that's where you can order. If you didn't order pictures online, you can do that there at registration as well. You can order your stage pictures and videos if you'd like to. And I think that's registration in a nutshell. Yeah, it's it's basically like a lot of competitors walking around half dead in their like robes or like comfy clothes, like with their first coat of tan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like yeah. you you will feel kind of like a zombie 
don't think too much. Basically, the volunteers and the workers there will just tell you where to go and what to do. And it's not a stressful experience whatsoever. And like, usually it's pretty quick. Like you just kind of like show up, get it done. Yeah. Yeah. So after you register, then they have an athletes meeting that night as well, the night before the show. So you can stay and like, it'll be in the, again, the same hotel or conference room or building or whatever that the, usually that the registration's in. And you just sit there and you get to like say hi to the promoters that are running the show, say hi to the judges. And they just kind of give a few notes, like, thanks for coming. You've all worked so hard. And they just say, they'll mention a few things on posing. Like it's a commercial, not a movie. So like (laughs) walk up to your spot and get your routine done. Listen to them when they say time is up. Um, And then they'll always mention for bikini, like don't bend over um, your back bows and make sure you stand up straight (laughs) because They, they see it a lot. They're already below you. Um, but yeah, the biggest thing is that they'll give you your call time when to be at the theater for show day. So yeah, that's so important. That's mm-hmm. the biggest one. Make sure yeah. you're on time. Do not miss your call time because you work so hard for that opportunity yeah. to be on stage. Yeah, I've seen my- athletes run in like, because I volunteered for many shows. So I've seen like crazy situations, athletes running in really last minute. And yeah, you want to be ready. Yeah. Yeah. One of my best friends, she, uh, she was supposed to win overall and she was late and they disqualified her. So be on time. (laughs) I think for, yeah, we were saying just quickly going to mention that like on show day, you want to have all of your food and water with you almost always, whether you're staying and chilling in the hotel or chilling backstage, um, your coach, if you're being coached is going to tell you what to eat and drink. So just listen to them. And I think the major key for myself and maybe some other competitors is um, don't pay attention to what other people are eating and drinking because <laughs> their bodies are different than yours. If yeah. you see people like filling up with candy and garbage backstage because it's going to give them a pump or whatever, um, don't think you need to do the same. Yeah. You only <laughs> see that at regional shows with yeah regional coaches. I'm yeah. a regional coach, but I mean, you don't. Uh, pro shows people at pro qualifiers people aren't eating copious amounts of candy and pumping up on things that their body hasn't digested so my yeah my client actually asked us to talk about that so I just I literally explicitly say in my peak week plans I'm like ignore everyone else eating junk food do not eat a single bite of sugar because it'll just fuck you up like just wait till your show is done yeah but yeah show day actual show day let's go let's talk about it the exciting day yeah, so obviously you're going to wake up, you're going to get your tan, makeup, whatever, whatever, um, and then pack your bag, which is an important <laughs> one. Yeah. So when you're I waiting like backstage. Yeah. I like to put it all in a roller suitcase because it's nice and easy. And, and you also yeah. have to carry heavy bags on your shoulders when you have a tan. So yeah, roller I highly recommend great. getting a roller bag for sure. I actually just bought like a new one specifically just for my show stuff. A little pink guy right there. Oh, and I, I always keep my show stuff like in there like my bag is packed right now if I wanted to go backstage I could right now (laughs) yeah Yeah. and you'll want to bring um you'll want to bring some things with you like we should like make a show day list and post it somewhere for people so they can download it it's a great idea we'll post it on our page yeah love that okay but you'll probably just be hanging out backstage relaxing once you get there and waiting for your call time, like waiting for your getting called up to go for your classes, getting glazed, getting tanned and everything. So usually just bring like a pillow and a blanket and um, bring an extra phone charger, bring extra meals. Like you never know how long the show is going to run. So just bring a bit of extra, you know, chicken and rice or something like, yeah. Cause you never know how your body is going to look either. So your coach may be like, Oh, I need you to eat this right now. And like, if you don't have it, you're like, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So make sure you're fully prepared. Yeah. Bring headphones. Show day is a lot of like hurry up and wait. You never know how long you'll be backstage. Like sometimes it's fucking 20 minutes and sometimes it's two hours. So bring a book, you know. <laughs> Whatever company. helps you personally relax. So yeah. some people it's gonna be talking to others and making friends. Some people it's going to be going into their their own like happy space with music. Um, you just yeah know yourself, and there's no like right or wrong other than disturbing other people. <laughs> yeah, like I've had show days where I'm like super social. I'm like a little social butterfly, making friends, and then I've had shows like 
my previous show where like I didn't talk to anybody I was just like in my zone so every show may be different for you too and I think another important part of like when you're backstage is like all the last minute details so like keep a mirror so you can check your hair and makeup um if you're going to get your suit glued like bikini bite put on um you got to do it while you're backstage waiting I recommend doing it like excuse me close to when you are going to be called up most likely because once your suit's glued on you can't like really pee anymore yeah and you can't sit down and stand up I don't recommend bikini bite I I agree with you Allison I think I I had if okay if you're going to get it done I think just make sure your suit's even I need it done for my top because like I said like I've got to contain everything but I don't really recommend it necessarily for your bottoms either but if your bottoms aren't fitting perfectly if if when you move they're like sliding then you have to get them glued on or else you're risking the chance of like Mm -hmm. going on stage looking really uneven if your suit's like not sitting the way it should yeah Yeah, but like if your suit fits you properly you shouldn't be dealing with probably don't do it and also too like a little bit when I have tan on my skin is like a little bit tacky so I find that like once I hike my suit up properly it kind of like tacks onto my skin already Mm -hmm. true that's true that's true yeah um so yeah once you're backstage you get there you're laying on your blanket you might get up you might practice your routine a bit but the most important thing is listen to the people backstage because they are going to be calling your class they're going to be calling your number they're mm-hmm. they're going to be saying like, the, like when you get there they're going to call you for tanning touch-ups because mm-hmm. a lot of times you just need to like touch up little marks here and there and then they'll call you for glazing and then you need to be listening to the yeah to the people backstage yeah um that is so important because if you're in your own world like and you miss your tanning touch-ups and your glazing you may be rushed on without it yeah so and like if you don't get glazed too it can affect the way your physique looks oh, and if yeah. you don't get a pump like if you're not on time for your pump up that could really really affect you as well um, depending on your physique so I, yeah I've had shows run so quickly like I know to listen right and this one show that I did ran so fast that the year before the show ran so late that the next year they rushed everyone so quickly so I, I know to listen and they called my number like I'm sitting there waiting and waiting waiting they said bikini C go for glazing so I'm like okay the moment I heard it called I walked up to the glazing room and they literally like a lady had put one hand on me and then somebody comes in and goes bikini C why aren't you in the pump up room and I was like what so the lady like half glazed me so I run upstairs to the pump up room the moment my hand touches a dumbbell somebody's like bikini C why aren't you in line I was like what and like all of us were like okay and we're just standing like not nobody got glazed nobody got pumped like got to pump up and within like three minutes we were walking on stage so if you think if you hear anyone say the show is running quickly pay attention like be ready to pump up on your own and like have a band and bring it with you and if you lose your band backstage it's like 10 bucks but at least you get to pump up right so definitely bring your own pump up yeah so depending on the show and the size of the show you by the time your class is going you might not get the opportunity to like use a band people might have already used it so just bring what works for you usually your coach will probably talk you through that and say what you should have too I'm guessing yeah and but typically the pump up would be like doing some you know lateral raises doing some shoulder presses you know pull apart with the band kick yeah it really depends too like um depends on your physique like talk to your coach like my coach literally gives me a pump up routine that she wants me to do depending on my body that day mm-hmm. yeah you just make sure you talk to your coach to make sure that like the way you're pumping up is proper because maybe you're like really really shoulder dominant and you really don't need that pump you know so yeah just I give me. yeah I give my clients like a specific plan to pump up as well yeah um they'll line you up and you're waiting backstage and you're in your class and you're behind the curtain. And that's when you just need to like, be like, mm-hmm. 
just like shake it out mm-hmm. stand up tall roll your shoulders back like oh and like, remember yeah, like, if, wiggle it all out you know if you can see the judges the judges can see you so just yeah. remember that too yeah so just stand a little like a couple feet back take in a deep breath and like stand up nice and tall roll your shoulders back get your nice posture and then hit your pose before you walk out but like yeah after they pump you up they'll line you up in your class in chronological order chronological that is not what I meant to say numerical I'm like sitting here like yes (laughs) numerical order so like yeah if you if you're like 72 and maybe all the girls in your class are from like 68 to 77 or something right so you'll be in the middle of the lineup and um that's when they walk you out for like the pre-judging so ash do you want to just like explain how the show could run like pre-judging finals yeah so depending on the show structure it may be a little bit different but typically um you'll walk out and you'll do your individual routine and then you'll stand on the line where when everyone else does their individual routine and you guys get to show off um amateur bikini we get about 15 seconds on stage so make sure that like you have your routine dialed in Mm -hmm. From when you hit the box. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. So I like milk my walk a little bit, you know, yeah, um, <laughs> take some time getting to the box. Yeah. And um, no, if your routine is 18 seconds, you're fine. But yeah. if it's 20, cut it down a bit. But if you have just one or two seconds over, don't forget that like you have that one or two seconds to like hit your final pose and wave off while the other person's taking their first like two steps on. So it's not like don't panic don't rush it and fuck up but if it is like 20 21 seconds like cut it down a bit yeah yeah and they're typically like watching that for you and they'll give you a little bit of like sometimes depending on the show and depending on the judge they'll like give you like a five second warning too so you know that your time's coming up to an end but yeah yeah so you'll do your um your first look and then you'll go into comparisons so um yeah they'll line you up they'll compare you Sometimes it's two seconds. Sometimes you're up there for 20 minutes. Just depends. So again, make sure that you're like really confident and comfortable and holding your poses for as long as possible Mm because it really gets hot up there and you may start cramping up. So just make sure that you're uh, prepared for that. Um, And they'll do your mandatory poses. So front and back, they might get you to walk back to the the stage or they might not. (laughs) Just depends. Yeah. So they like, yeah, you walk on, you do your individual routine and then they bring out the whole class and they just look at you. You do a front pose and a back pose and then they put you on the side and then you do. Yeah. I feel like I feel like that's right but it is different between shows I know that every show can do things in a bit of a different order sometimes they want to look at everyone in sort of like a just a comparison numerical order first and then they'll do individual presentations that's true it could be either yeah don't take our word for what exactly how the show will run because it does change but generally they're just going to look at everyone first in pre-judging and then they'll do the call-outs after they've looked at everyone, which is um, kind of starting to order people. Who are they placing higher? Who are they not placing as high? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if there was like 15 people in a class, um, they're going to pull, they're going to bring out like half the people and look at them and then walk them off stage and then bring the other half out, look at them, walk them off stage and then individual routines. Each person does a routine. And then from there, like the whole class comes out and like goes to the back of the stage. And then that's when they would like do first call out second call out third call out so yeah so so during prejudging too is like it's kind of a weird term but prejudging is when they're judging you yeah like that's the time that it matters I would say the most to like bring your best presentation in finals it's a little bit more like they can still rejudge if say they made a mistake or they want to look at other competitors versus compare other competitors but you want prejudging is when they're judging I yeah. have seen it happen. I have seen yeah. re judging um, at finals, which is mm-hmm. so you never know what's going to happen. So don't. That's very true. If you, if you blew it. Don't just go start eating shit in between pre judging and finals, like or saying, "Well, I didn't win anyway." Like you never know. So yeah, yeah. that's very very true. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then they'll do awards, and hopefully, you get one. Yeah. Yeah. So finals, finals, like 
only the top five, maybe top three, depending on the show are awarded. So you still, everybody still gets to come out, do the individual routine and wave and, um, but they only call the top five out for the awards. So, yeah. So always come back for finals. Yeah. And if you don't place, don't worry. You never know. Sometimes people place because there's only five people in their class and then they get fourth and they get to say, hey, I got fourth and have a medal. And then sometimes somebody in a different class that has 10 people in it could look way better than somebody in, you know, that got fourth, but they had such a big competitive class that they don't place and then they they feel upset. Like I've seen that happen too. And so don't don't worry about it. So still go up to finals regardless, like with a huge smile on your face and like really focus on the fact that you, you know, you yeah, because like the judges are like getting to know you too, especially if you're a new competitor. Yeah. So just be confident, go out there, like let the judges see that you're a good positive part of the sport, you know, yeah. because yeah, you're not like walking away if you didn't get the placing it's not all about the placing like the judges do recognize faces and like physiques and like if you storm off stage with like drama and attitude because you didn't place exactly how you imagined like they will remember that in future shows and other people in the industry will remember I saw somebody throw their statue on the ground because they got third and they were mad and I was like I had never even placed at that point or like I got fourth or something like that only at that. And I was like, excuse me, I want a statue. Like I'd have a little medal, like a little tiny, like participant medal over here. Like I was was higher up in the sport too. Like, especially like a pro your involvement in the industry is it's, it's not like detrimental to your placing, but it is really important. Miss Olympia, for instance, you know, not only are the, it's about your physique but you are representing the sport yeah so always remember you're representing our sport and you're representing competitors and always always yeah. remember that so yeah your show day doesn't end until you're absolutely alone cameras off in your hotel room then go cry because you know what <laughs> yeah. like for instance my first show like I didn't place well and I and like I, I was happy and I was so confident. I had so much fun. And, you know, I did get like a, a magazine publication out of it. And, um, you know, you never know what can happen. So yeah. just remember, like, I've gotten sponsorships and stuff from people seeing me on stage. And so just always remember, like, more opportunities can come out yeah. of your show day than just a placing. Like, yeah. there's so many more opportunities. So yeah. just always remember that, like, people eyes are on you I mean that's why you're up there so yeah oppose yourself and be like yeah yeah so show day is fun show day really is so fun yeah I'm super happy that we got to cover this topic and I hope hopefully you guys like found a lot of value in like what we said and yeah I'm I'm glad that we got to cover it today no and we didn't even talk about like the best part which is making friends like I'm friends with you guys because of show days even though even if I was volunteering or you were volunteering or we were both competing or watching or something like show day is really like where magic happens like honestly out even outside of the sport so yeah outside of the dieting I mean like it's yeah yeah Yeah, exactly so awesome well thank you guys so much for listening to an another episode of the overall package podcast you guys can find us on instagram at overall package podcast all of our instagrams are linked i'm astronaut fit I'm Allison Ann Fitness. And I'm at Gabrielle Folietta. And I just want to say happy Halloween because we'll be <gasps> dropping this on Halloween. Um, and also, um, Gabby, Allison, and I are going to be trophy presenters at um, the Fall Classic on November 12th. So we're so excited. And that's um, in British Columbia, Canada for all yeah, of our listeners. <laughs> yeah. um, so yeah, hopefully we'll see you guys there. Bye. 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 Yay, that was a good one.